Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto today. It's January 9th on a Monday, start of a work week when most people are back and at it. And Toronto's Police Services Board will probably simply rubber stamp a budget increase today. They're dealing with their budget and they'll probably like the increase. But where will the money go? And the much debated issue seems to be, does a greater police budget mean less crime? Yes and no. There's not many absolutes. It's not yes, absolutely, no, never. There's different studies from different demographics over different years, and some of it does to spend, depend on how you spend the money. So we get into that at the top of the hour at 6 o'clock on Monday's Toronto Today. Toronto Police Services Board, they're basically going to rubber stamp um, a, a new increase. Hard to believe the Toronto Police Services Board would say, what, us, more money? No, thank you. Thank you anyway, but no thank you, being very polite and Canadian, et cetera, et cetera. They're due for a $50 million funding increase, which is a 4.3% budget increase. The mayor wants this. Um, the mayor has heard from people, Mayor John Tory has, who we had on the show on Thursday, and we talked about this. And the idea is more spending on police services, not just police men and police women, but services. Make that distinction. More spending in 2023 on it than 2022 will have an impact on crime, even if it's crime that uh, ends up making grabbing big headlines. Carjackings grab headlines. That's for sure. Sexual assaults grab headlines. Crime on transit is grabbing many, many headlines. So these are all problems. A lot of people are concerned with the proposal. That's okay. You're allowed to have an opinion on this. And there's people looking, saying, well, that's going to further strain relationships with Toronto police in certain communities. But those certain communities are the ones that need police there the most. And there's many advocates arguing increasing police budgets won't lead to safer cities. They want mental health, health boosts and housing boosts. Well, those things need to be addressed as well. But I think taking the police budget increase in basically putting it in a bubble and assessing it all on its own wouldn't be the right way to look at this. Then there's the debate about whether more cops equals less crime. Well, let me show you what I looked at last night, where in a couple major American cities that Toronto's often compared to, they're not only people that say it's needed, but they're also saying it's worked. We're not talking about something from 1986. We're not talking about what New York City did to get tough on crime uh, when they moved in, you know, into the late 90s with certain mayors, whether it was David Dinkins, whether it was eventually Rudy Giuliani. We're not talking about those things. Here's John Tory, first of all, referencing the idea that he's hopeful there's support for an increase in funding from the police services board. I will be very firm in my position that we are not going to engage in, in defunding the police budget. And I will do everything I can uh, to make sure that I marshal the votes, which I don't think I'm going to have a lot of trouble doing. I don't think you will to either today. Now, there's the policy blunder that I think is worth pointing out is when you get swept up in emotion. I get swept up in emotion, too. You hear about a terrible crime or whatnot, and you're like, how could this person have been allowed to walk the street? We, we just dealt with this last week uh, with the passing of the uh, cop that was shot, the Barry Bourne cop uh, that was shot, who's only 28 years old. And there's two people right now charged with first degree murder as a result or second degree murder, I should say. But um, 
big policy blunder to me. I think it was irresponsible the way that politicians and some law enforcement officials, but I'd lay this more at the door of politicians, responded to what in essence were anti-police protests that broke out after the death of George Floyd. They happened here as well. We know that they happened here in Toronto. Watching the George Floyd video makes me ill. Like I want to throw up. It makes me angry. I want those cops, all of them associated, who just stood around while Derek Chauvin put his knee on George Floyd's neck. And I want them never to be cops again. I want them never to be any in any position of prominence again. And I wanted all of them to go to jail and, uh, and, and never, ever have anything to do with policing. So you could condemn those particular cops in the wake of that particular crime. And you could even say, you've got a right to protest. Don't be violent about it. If you're violent, guess what? We'll also have our own decisive show of force to let people know. And it didn't really happen in Toronto, but it sure did in a lot of American cities. We're going to let you know. Um, you, you, can't, you can't throw you know, Molotov cocktails through windows of established buildings. You can't light restaurants on fire. You can't hassle people while they're eating and, and throw rocks at them sitting on a patio eating. So some of that violence ended up getting downplayed. I get having some the idea of moral support for people wanting to demonstrate while not allowing material support for people who are there for a riot. And that's not the majority of people. That isn't what I'm saying. So what ended up resulting? And did Toronto have a little bit of a reverb effect ourselves? Well, violent crime spiked in many U.S. cities. According to the FBI's numbers, 18,000 Americans were murdered in 2020. That's an increase of almost 30% from 2019. That's the highest year-over-year increase ever recorded. Ever recorded. Violent crime was also up. And though we know shootings are down in the city of Toronto, violent crime is not. There's something in the water supply right now that's a little bit of a problem. A massive problem as well. So you ask the question, does more cops mean less crime? Well, there's a growing body of literature that does suggest strongly, because it's database, it's not just about how you feel, but it's about how it is, that the police presence deters crime and helps maintain public order. It's an effective way of reducing the homicide rate. By the way, it reduces the homicide rate for people of all colors. That's an important implication to make. You want to save lives. You want to go to people in communities that are feeling disenfranchised, feeling picked on, feeling like they don't have a friend with the cops. What's the solution? What's the solution? Increase better relations with those police officers. And I would tell you as well, this isn't just about officers. There needs to be more mental health support. There needs to be more people. We can't have a wellness check be run by a SWAT team. And that has happened in the city of Toronto. It's been really, really problematic. I don't think the officers want it to be like that as well. But we also can't send uh, people with a clipboard and horn rim glasses and, well, tell me how you're feeling to people holding knives against family members, to people where there's already been guns involved. We have to find some kind of a hybrid solution to that. We have to. Or there's just there's a this is an absolute waste of time and a waste of money. Wesley Scogan studies this for Northwestern University. He's a uh, economics and sociology professor, and he's looked at the city of Chicago. And here's his recommendations. And I'm not sure Toronto, though not as violent as Chicago, should be approaching this any different than what Professor Scogan says here. 
For every 10% increase in order police, violent crime goes down by about 5%. In the world of problems responding to policy, that's not shabby. This is a highly debated point. And whether that money is best invested in police or in other things, uh, even other things having to do with crime prevention. Chicago, I think my number one priority is, is actually funded on officers who would be put back into the city's community policing program. Yeah, put them back into the communities. We've even talked about putting them back into schools. The idea, and it's being floated by some, that a police presence, a presence, would actually create more chaos and disorder and wouldn't deter crime. No, no. You have to wonder about the agenda. You have to wonder about the motive. What's the what's the what's the MO for people saying that? Cops at a stoplight. Are you more inclined? You see that cop. As you pull up to the intersection, you're more inclined to run a yellow light or not run a yellow light. You already know the answer. I mean, these are just matters of common sense, matters of common sense in this particular case. So there is enough literature that creates the common sense view that police presence deters crime, but it can't be heavy handed, but it can't be intimidating. So we need to find that balancing act.